0: Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Gordon Mack, your host, with a special guest, former host, one and only Lincoln Strike. Lincoln, we got you. Kevin's on paternity leave, so we bring in another father here. Lincoln, back to the pod. First of all, Lincoln, mm-hmm. thanks for joining us. And what have you been up to since we last talked?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I still haven't cut my hair. Uh, wait, I, need some, I need some clarity, though. Kevin's on paternity leave. His wife had the baby in like March
0: or April. Why is he on paternity leave now? So the way paternity leave works at Flow is you have six months to use it, but you don't need to use it all oh. in the beginning. So you can spread it out. Oh. So he's like, all right. That's cool. I'm going to use it in July when, you know, the season's kind of down low and maybe better weather. So you can go with your family somewhere. With okay. Kids. So that's probably okay. why. Okay. But he's back so he'll for the use Olympics, all, you know, right? Spread it out. Yeah. He'll be yeah, back for the okay. Olympics. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, but I'm good. Yeah, he's using yes, his I'm doing final well. I was excited. I got it. I was excited to uh have you uh ask me to come on. Give me an excuse on the middle of Friday to watch some Monaco, which uh you know, there were some exciting moments. We'll get to them I guess, right? But I I, I kind of was a, left it just a, a tad disappointed.
0: Yeah, I I mean Monaco always is that one meet that we think is like literally uh, Worlds 2.0. They get always the best athletes in pretty much every event. Clearly, I think they have the most money for appearance fees so that they're able to put together these amazing fields. And sometimes you do get some good hits. Sometimes you get some world records, American records. But I think because the Olympics are so close, not everyone is willing to go all in on a Diamond League performance. And I think that's probably why it's not like Certainly not a notable years of multiple world records all in the same meet. But I still think it was a good meet, nevertheless. We saw some oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm not happen. complaining
1: too much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Now, before we get into uh, recapping uh the Diamond League, there was kind of news, but not really. We already Lincoln, you weren't a part of this, but me and Ken were breaking down the whole Shakari Richardson uh situation with her being banned because of the marijuana use and not being a part of the the 100-meter team, which was crazy. It happened last weekend. But then news came out earlier this week that she's not going to be on the four-by-one. Lincoln, first of all, what's your first uh, overall take to this whole Sha'Carri Richardson situation from testing positive, this 30-day suspension, not being on the 100-meter team, and now not being considered an alternate or a part of the four-by-one team? I mean, just
1: stepping even back further than that, this whole Shakari Richardson experience has been wild for the last whatever three weeks. I mean, she, with her hundred meter win uh, at the trials, which obviously has since been disqualified, she became like a you know a veritable internet star. Like I don't, I haven't checked in the last week, but her Instagram was over two million followers. I mean that that doesn't happen for track athletes outside of Usain Bolt you know i mean the popular american athletes have i don't know 100,000 to maybe 500,000 followers but she was becoming a superstar and she still is um yeah the marijuana thing i think my thoughts are the same as a lot of people um it's incredibly uh yeah it's incredibly dumb that marijuana is still considered a a banned substance and it's laughable that it's considered one because supposedly it has you know it can get improved performance i mean um not saying i've ever used marijuana i'm not not saying it either but i can tell you with relative confidence it does not improve athletic performance that being said and and i know she was mourning the death of her mother and so that's what really complicates it so i don't have like one strong take other than to say she shouldn't have smoked marijuana simply because it's in the rules and it jeopardized her chance to win an olympic gold medal but at the same time she had extenuating circumstances so i could kind of understand it um and and it just highlighted and i think most people now see it shouldn't be in the rule book that you get any suspension for using a a a substance like marijuana that's legal in oregon where she uh i think used the the substance so it's it's a dumb rule but it's also a rule and i and i So I I think it's sad, but by the letter of the rule she had to be banned, it was just blown out to an even bigger degree because of how big of a star, obviously, she had become. If this was any other random athlete, somebody, you know, any even somebody who would have won the the fifteen or the, you know, the eight hundred, it would have been nowhere near this big. But because she was the best sprinter in the U.S., best hundred meter runner in the U.S., and had really just like got this online personality going. It just, uh, it just took on a whole other thing. So, I guess I, I think like I like most people, I would say dumb rule, but it's a rule nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I mean that was my reaction to dumb rule. I was more upset with the rule than the ban and all this craziness. But there was that glimmer of hope after she did get banned from the hundred that she would be on this four by one team. And she wasn't put on it. There's different takes out there. I heard multiple theories. I heard a theory that she technically wasn't eligible to be selected to the four by one because, in order to be selected, you have to be eligible the day you're selected, not eligible the day you run the race that you're selected for. So that was the argument. Like, she could never have been on the four by one because. The way they select the 4 by one team for those who don't know, top four are automatically on it, and then there's two at-large spots. And notoriously, those two at-large spots have always gone to fifth and sixth place runners at the 100-meter final to avoid any controversy. But we never had a situation like this where clearly Sha'Carri deserves to be in that top six. Uh, But there was... People bring up the rule books talking about that technically she wasn't eligible to be selected... But that's people kind of reading the rules in different ways. You know, some people were like, nah, that's just how you interpret it. And then there was other people who were saying that there was like conflict internally about whether or not what legs she would be able to run. Like she wanted to run the anchor leg or her coach wanted her to run the anchor leg. They wanted her to run the third leg. And maybe that little argument in general caused them to just like not pick her at all to get rid of that controversy. The 4x1 is full of controversy with people dropping the batons, the order, people making the team, not making the team. Every year, without a doubt, 4x1 gives us something to talk about. But do you think that USATF should have found a way to put it on the 4x1?
1: Again, I come with it with conflicting things. Um, Ultimately, I think no for a couple of reasons. One, this sounds like a legal mumbo-jumbo, but it sets a bad precedent. Um, People all of a sudden that... If you if you don't go to the next people down in the list, um, they're you know people are gonna not make the final, but they're gonna be like in future years and be like, well, you picked somebody outside the the top six finishers with Shakari Richardson. What's what's the difference here? You should pick me, and it could be a whole thing where you know when they have this system where they honor the top six, it, it's just much more cohesive. Also, it comes down to do I think she's gonna would would necessarily test positive ever again? No, but let's imagine a just a crazy situation with me for a second where they go to tokyo and she runs the final and they win whatever medal and it doesn't matter if it's gold but you know bronze silver whatever and then after that she tests positive again for marijuana or something do i think again do i think that's going to happen no but imagine that her whole team loses their medal and then it's like, USATF, what are you doing putting this person who who got hit with a ban on this team? So I get it from that perspective, not putting her on there. And then also the, the fact that, you know, setting a bad precedent. But I also, again, I, not to complicate things, I also am like, you know, this would be a good story. And again, going back to her popularity, good for the Olympics, too, to have her in some event. Um, so I... I Again, I see the pros and the cons. Ultimately, if I was making the decision, I'd come back to she can't compete. But man, this is so unfortunate. It's I, I can really see both sides, um, and I lean on the decisions that were that were made. Ultimately, despite you know NBA players coming into the fray and you know really popular people from from uh, our culture coming in and supporting her. I I I I mean, heck, we had. Uh, you know, AOC coming in, asking for her to compete. Things just got kind of absurd. I I think it was the right call for her to not be in the Olympics, ultimately, if I really had to put my name on it and decide.
0: Yeah, and even if you look at this, like, complex headline, Diddy addresses Shakari Richardson's Olympic marijuana controversy. If they let Michael Phelps swim, they should let her run. And it's like, well, they banned Michael Phelps as well. They banned him for three months. It just happens that his ban, he didn't didn't overlap with the Olympics. So like, yeah, exactly. Forget,
1: like, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, exactly. we, that's the thing about this whole situation is like our sport is so weird with timeliness that if your band happens to fall in the most important moment, because we don't have these important moments throughout the entire year, you know, it's a bigger deal. So that like, there's people who just don't understand that like, yeah, they're, they're banning everyone equally. It just becomes unequal when the band overlaps with, that one moment that matters most, so and that's just a luck of the draw timeline of when you test. Yeah, and or I, whatever.
1: I've really, you know, my wife loves being on TikTok, and you know, this has crossed over into t- well into TikTok territory of people <laughs> commenting on all the various things going on in track that they're just jumping in on right now. I again, I do agree with a lot of people that are even uninformed about the marijuana rule. It's a dumb rule. But it just, it's, it's been crazy this, with this Shakari Richardson situation. All the people. And then they're jumping in on the, the DSD arguments. And, uh, you know, people are talking about what's in a burrito, too, that would never be talking about that. It's just been a wild, ever since the trials, man, track and field is, is, uh, is front and center. It's been fun. I, I know some people have suffered because of it, but it's been cool to see, like, track just getting all this publicity.
0: We thought the Shelby Houlihan situation was going to be like yeah. the craziest thing that happened. It's like now yeah, like that seems like a year ago compared to everything else Yeah, with like all the yeah, fast times sure. and Shakari world. Anyway, we'll probably be talking about Shakari for, you know, every pod going forward throughout the Olympics, especially. I, I want to say mm-hmm. one thing before we get into Diamond League. She probably, I think, will likely return to the track at Prefontaine Classic. I'm guessing it's the first Diamond yeah. League after... The Olympics is end of August. So many more people are going to be tuned into that race than would have been tuned into that race if none has happened and she won Olympic gold. If none of this happened and she won Olympic gold, the the hype around her regular season track races is so much bigger now. Like,
1: yeah, she could be the people's champ because let's be honest, Tokyo not going to be. There's not going to be any fans, so she can't be the people's champ. At the olympic games but you can be when you bring it back stateside you got those no no uh capacity limit well maybe hayward field still does but you know we're we're just going full bore here so listen if you're going to pick a year to uh get banned from the olympics a year when there's no fans allowed in the stadium i mean there's there's uh there's plenty to to still be had and i just saw that graphic there if you wanted to pull it up from her twitter uh the fact that yeah like all these events that are coming up i mean i know you guys have probably discussed this at length but i love that tweet 20 to 22 2025 undefeated that's how i feel personally i've taken some l's in the past and in 2021 <laughs> but those three those four years ahead currently undefeated
0: so i'm i'm the same going, as to carry in some ways yeah we're all going undefeated in 22 to 2025 that's the plan yeah anyway all right so monaco diamond league went down a bunch of stuff happened I kind of went through a bunch of the events, what I thought was most notable. I think first thing I want to talk about is that men's 1,500. Timothy Chariot wins convincingly from the gun, Runs 328, number seven all-time. Jacob Ingebrigtsen, who we would say is a Tokyo favorite right now, gets third in the race. But we just saw a man run the world lead, number seven all-time for Kenya, and he's not on the Olympic team. What is going on? Like That is incredible. We talk about stars not making Olympic teams on the American side, but we might see the situation on the Kenyan team. First of all, what was your reaction to Chariot's race, uh, beating what is a really good field, argues an Olympic field minus a couple guys, uh, with that win, and then ultimately juxtaposed, that's not the right word, with the fact that he's not going to the Olympics as of right now.
1: Is that okay? So you need to catch me up a little bit. I know he finished fourth at the Kenyan trials. Um, the good news is Athletics Kenya is notoriously uh, finicky with their process, so it always leaves open a possibility. When is the deadline that they have to announce their entries? Like, what, when is this officially happening for Athletics Kenya?
0: So I'm not sure the do exact deadline, but I do know that oh. they named the top three guys at their trials, the team. There was reports that one of their guys, I forget who it was, one of the younger guys technically didn't pass like the doping protocols. Not that he tested positive <laughs> or anything, but he didn't like take enough classes. He's like, oh, <laughs> you didn't do enough classes and enough That's out of competition tests. But he's like 19. And he's like, oh, team it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like on it. It's like, a, they might be able to kick one out on a technicality and then put Chariot oh my in. God. Chariot was asked hey, are you going to be on the Kenyan team after this race? And he said, I hope so. I don't know yet, but this week I'll know. That comes from Nick Zaccardi. I guess we'll find out this week. I think maybe at Ken is going to be like, hey, man, he just beat Ingebertson. He just ran 328. He can win the Olympics. We should kind of let's be hypocrites and take one of the kids off and put Jared on.
1: I mean, absolutely put him on the team. I mean, it looked like the Timothy Chariot of, of forever. I mean, that just looked like that's how Tim Chariot runs, stalks the Pacers, and then dominates the, the the last couple laps. Uh, I actually didn't know that three twenty eight, twenty eight, which was his time, was a was a personal best. I mean, he he's the, according to Time, he's the fittest he's ever been. Now we'll see if he makes the Olympics. If he's, uh, you know, we'll, can go through the rounds as well as he did in in Doha, but absolutely should be on the team. This Athletics Kenya de- should not fumble this ball. I know that, you know, if Athletics Kenya was trying to use a US-based model of the top 3, it seems like they're semi going to that system, but it's never for certain then he wouldn't be on the team, but um I would I hadn't heard that news that you said that there may have been some d- anti-doping protocols not fulfilled by the third place finisher if there's any doubt that's already out there I think we can say that Timothy Chariot's going to be on the team he crossed the line and looked more relieved and and thrilled than just the product of him winning Monaco the guy's won Monaco before he's run 328 before heck he's won a world title he has not won an Olympic title and today I saw a guy crossing the line that looked like he knew that if he fared well today he was going to be on the olympic team obviously he's not going to come out and say it but i will truly be stunned if he's not named the the olympic team um the, the you know the 1500 is one of the best events in track and field uh it, it brings with it a ton of legacy uh when you when you talk about guys like El garouge uh asbel kiprop guys who have won olympic gold medals chariot has that chance to represent kenya when kenya you know, that's admit. They're they're kinda down in some other events, you know. No Kip Ruto, Uh who knows what can happen in the five and the ten. But uh the the uh the fact is they need his performance. Um they just don't know I don't know where else on the men's side they're they're for they're pretty secure or at least have a very good shot to get a gold medal as far as the distance races. But I can tell you for sure that uh, the 1500, if they have Timothy Chariot, they get that best shot. And he showed that today. He worked Ingebrigtsen. Honestly, Gordon, I didn't know the guy in second place from Spain in a t-shirt. I'd never heard of that guy. Who was that?
0: Yeah. I didn't hear this. Katir Monaco brings out random dudes who can come in and just throw down incredible PB uh, he's born in 1998, so he's only two years older than Inge Britson. I never heard of him. I don't know what his yeah. other PBs are, but 320. I mean, well, you, I have a feeling that his that's PB not PB by hold five up. seconds.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think that's going to hold up. He 333 before.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I think Monaco is just like this weird race where just, just where you go to get your PB and the order really isn't indicative of what will happen in a championship style race. Sure, sure. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he ran 3.36 in 2020. Well, look at that improvement. <laughs> 3.37, 3.36, and 3.28. Yeah, that's, boom.
1: That's pretty After, good. It, it would so. be suspicious if he wasn't so young. He's obviously very young. So that's – it just yeah. looks to me like a, like a breakout. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's not bad, uh, Mr. Khatir. Go
0: ahead. One thing about the, the take-up, put Chariot on the Olympic team – Chariot – Chariot, sorry um, – Mm-hmm. us Americans, we're kind of all coming off as kind of like these little like little hypocrites, right? Because we love our Olympic trials and it's top three and you're in, right? But for other countries, we're like, no, don't, don't do top three. Let, let Chariot in. Like we, we don't want you to follow the rules that yeah. we love. We want you to break the rules. Because like, if this was the other way around and say, I mean, Donovan Brazier's hurt, but say Donovan wasn't hurt and he got fourth just, just happen to have a bad race, yeah. Would, would, would Americans be like, being like, put, put Donovan Brage on the team, or we'd be like, no, top three. It's like one of those weird things. We want other countries to like go against their own rules because we we don't really care about their order of operations. We just, we just, you know, I think it's kind of interesting, right? Like that way, like, yeah. Though, screw other over your third place finisher, yeah. Kenyan trials. We want Nigeria.
1: We're. In the U.S., we're just so plush with stars, and we've had, you know, this Olympic Trials formula for so long that we know it's seal proof, uh, or not seal proof, but it's sealed. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if the world record holder, it, you know, stumbles in a race; it's over for them. I mean, that's just the way it rolls. However, in other countries, they kind of have what I think of as the Usain Bolt rule. When maybe they don't have as many stars, but if they have. A few, and and especially one like let's say as big as Usain Bolt. Yeah, I don't care if he false starts in the Jamaican final. The dude was always going to make the Olympic team because it would be a detriment to the country's athletic program if he if if something was to happen to that. U.S. has so many stars; it doesn't matter. You know, even if Sydney McLaughlin fell in the final, you know, yeah, would have been it would have been harsh on the on USATF just as a image overall to not have somebody that good in there in their, uh, at the Olympic games, but we also have tons of other stars. That's not the case. That's, I mean, Kenya normally has stars, but not, not as much now they need chariot and, uh, they should do like what Jamaica would have done ever. I think bolt maybe had one issue where he like had a bad race at trials or something. I can't remember exactly, but they, you know, they named him to the team. It, Kenya is at a stage they need to deploy that program as well. You know, if it, if a guy in subsequent races has clearly proven fitness, put him on the team. I I'm sorry third place dude, maybe you'll have a chance down the road. We're talking about a guy who's won a world title. Um you win a world title and you'll get such deference. So yeah, put him
0: on the team. Men's uh, 1500 was great. Women's 1500 was even better. We saw mm-hmm. what I mean, it's kind of weird to call Kip Yegan pulling off an upset. She's Olympic champion. She's been running well, you know, pretty much the majority of her career. But her smoking Safan Hassan in that final 100 at the in the women's 15, which was a fast pace, she ends up running 351 to Safan's 353. Number two all-time, if you don't include the China times. Number four all-time, if you include those 90s China times. But 351 for Kip Yegin, Well, that was... I did not see that coming. I was like, whoa, this is not this is Hassan's time, not Kip Yegan, but Kip Yegan's yeah. like, don't forget about me. I'm I'm one of the best in the world. I,
1: you know, watching that race, I think, yeah, Kip Yegan, I mean, she's obviously the reigning Olympic champion. And, and you know, n- not to be forgotten, she was she got silver in in Doha. So she's been good for the last couple of years, um, just right underneath Hassan's shadow based off 2019, doing that 10-15 double. The thing today with Kip Yagon for me, three fifty one oh seven, so exactly a second off the world record. I think if she would have gone a little earlier, and um, because look at the gap she put on on Hassan back to second. I mean, they were close all the way to the last one fifty, and then she put two and a half seconds on her. I think if Kip Yegan would have gone a little earlier with all that, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, I think she would have broken the world record today and maybe got under three fifty um she waited and then absolutely crushed hassan you could tell she was just sitting on her you could tell in the last lap that hassan was doing all the work was running out of steam and that that kip was going to blow past her uh yeah you have to i think you have to put her as the olympic favorite at at this point just given her not only her ability to time trial but her uh her record in championships being the 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 uh uh, defending olympic champion and we don't know you know hassan who knows what event she's going to do she hasn't ruled out a triple I don't think she should do a triple, uh, but you know, it, it, there's just a lot of other stuff going on for Hassan. Kip Yegan showed she's the class of the women's 15 right now.
0: I think this performance is Stefan being told in front of a national, a worldwide audience, don't do the triple do the five and 10 stay away from Kip in the 15. You can be a double Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. No need to go crazy with this whole tripling craziness go for the 15, 10K, 5, 10K double, and she'll be the favorite in both of those. I mean, she still ran 353 in this race. are you sure about that? I think she'll be, the yeah, she'll be 100% the favorite in the 5 and 10. She showed that she can run world record type pace in the 10, even though she's not the world record holder anymore. She's definitely a better kicker than anyone in the 10. And in the 5, it looks like she ran poorly because she got smoked, but like she still smoked everyone else, you know? As long as there's no Kip fresh Kip you should be fine.
1: I, I think she's got a tricky decision at her hands. Um, because one, she can do all three. Um, the issue is obviously burnout and then you know, not burnout, but just frying herself and and then she, you know, I, I on the top of my head, I don't know the order of events, so that that will determine a lot about her Wanting to triple, um, you know, I don't know if the ten k's first. Um, I'd have to look that up. You know, the order of events is going to be very important for how she chooses if she chooses to to, to do this ten thousand. But you don't think you don't think L- Latenza Bet Gade, the now the world record holder in the ten thousand, would be the the favorite there at, or in the five thousand? She oh. also holds the five thousand record. You still think it's his son.
0: Yeah, no, because it would hassan has been able to show that she can run those times in that range and if you're able to run the 5k 10k type world record type pace range throw that together with your 1500 speed that is recipe for being the favorite you know like if mo fera was running like just like 5 seconds off the world record you would make mo fera the favorite against the world record holders, because you'd recognize, I understand. all right, he can handle that pace, and he has the best kick.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I get that. I mean, uh, you know, I'm mostly kind of playing devil's advocate. I'd still probably put her as the 5 and 10K favorite, but I, I do think we will have a better kick. She's not the favorite in the 15 anymore. I can tell you, I can absolutely yeah. tell you that, based on how confident Kip Yegan. It's like she knew she was going to have a a kick, to to beat Hassan and a absolutely you know normally a fantastic kicker. So maybe it was just an off day. I mean she still Hassan still ran 353 but um I I don't know though if it'll make her reconsider the triple. I I think I I you know she may still look at it as I got to tweak a few things and I can beat Kip and I dominated her in Doha. So We'll see. I would love for her to do the triple, though. Um, I don't think she'll be the favorite in, in, uh, in the
0: 15, though. Lincoln, I have to ask you something. What? Have you ever spent, like, a long uh, days of work? You just, like, con- no, you didn't take any breaks. You skipped lunch. You were just, like, from 9 to 5, you were, like, super locked in, and you did everything you got to do. You completed the day. It was a Friday, yeah. And then at four fifty nine, you get an email asking you to do another two hours worth of work. How would you react to that four fifty nine email saying you got to do two more hours of work on a Friday? Ah,
1: uh, well, see, I don't hold types of jobs like that. That's that's big. That's that's the first thing how I react. But no, I would react uh, poorly to that. Um, I'm not sure what you're referencing, but um, but. Do tell me, because I I assume the answer you're looking for is you would not react well. What's what are you what are you referencing? Yeah, well
0: I'm trying to say because we're not elite athletes, that's like the closest we could get to having to deal with what happened in the men's steeple where they rang the bell lap twice. Oh, yeah. Where,
1: <laughs> the yeah. look
0: in the eyes yeah. of Keaton when he's crossing, thinking he had just finished his bell lap with an impressive kick, and then had to be told. You gotta do it again, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta kick again. You have to do one more lap. Was I felt so much pain in his. I felt so much pain for him because he was sprinting so much in that second to last yeah. lap, thinking he was coming home for a victory. With the, going into the weekend, putting all that hard work, and then being told right before you cross the finish line, hey, no, "We're gonna need you run again. We're gonna run one more lap." Well, I, the thing I, is, I, I felt like they did him dirty. This happens.
1: Imagine this happened in the Olympics. I mean, we're fortunate that this, I don't know if they just have better officials at the Olympics, like, you know, in the NFL, they have their best, so-called best referees do the Super Bowl. To my knowledge, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, maybe a listener, this has never happened in in the Olympics. I mean, can you imagine the disaster that this has happened? But uh, Monaco has had some issues in the past. I think back to 2019, that 400 fiasco where like uh, Jonathan Jones, Jones. some other guy, I forget. He literally, Jonathan Jones literally, they called the race back. He literally ran the entire race not knowing what was going, you know, if they, that they had called it back. So Monaco's had its share of issues. My thing is, you know, we obviously have a universal track and field sign for the last lap. It's the bell what we need is when they mistakenly do the bell and the officials do that we need a sign that everyone recognizes or a sound that everyone recognizes to call that bell off like a i don't know a siren or something be like so that everybody would know hey it's a mistake we're just kidding don't that was a that was a false alarm because this happens more than people realize like i said thank goodness it's never happened to my knowledge at the olympics or on a bigger stage than this but yeah. Poor, poor Keegan. My, my thing though is also you're a world-class athlete and I know it's, it is not his fault. I'm not blaming him. Did he not at any time look up at the clock when he was finishing, when it still said like six minutes and something. And you're like, like, are you so tired that you can't put that together that I'm not, I'm not asking him to count laps, but like, what do you think? What is your brain? I know you're in a fatigued state, but are you looking at the clock and being like putting it together that I'm sprinting? I heard the bell. So it should be the last lap. But at the same time the clock is reading 650 something. So that can't be right. Maybe I should keep running. I I just I have a lot of questions coming you, off of that. Basically, we need to figure out this thing with the officials. That's the first thing. The second thing is especially at Monaco because like you mentioned all the money they put in this meet. They've had some snafus last couple of years. But 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 for the athlete, it's like you should probably know that you're not about to run 650 for a steeplechase. I don't know, but
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, when you don't think, you don't do math in your head. You're not thinking about time. You might think the clock is okay. wrong. And it's just, you know, you're going you, to, you're enough. lying on the bell means I'm done. They, yeah. how would someone, why, why would a bell ringer lie to me in this case? They did. Uh, but enough. yeah, Keegan, I'm trying to figure out what his final lap was. I mean, he was in the lead. I guess I can't, remember. these splits are really weird. They don't tell you how fast the split they are
1: strange. They're every hundred meters, so that is uh, okay. why what, you would think you would need that? a split every hundred meters. <laughs> uh, so I think at the bell screen. he was at.
0: How do you read this? How do you read these splits? So Someone I got screen, it. Elon. He was
1: six fifty. He was six fifty seven at the bell, and then he finished eight fifteen. So he ran. Uh, he ran a seventy eight last lap.
0: Okay. And yeah, then you work or on these split graphics. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, uh, but. The win was good. I mean, that I think it wasn't that crazy of a race. Poor got fifth in it. Just the wildness of Benjamin Keegan thinking he was coming home for dinner, and then being told, "No, I go out and do some more yard work," for <laughs> in front of his. You could just see he's like, "God damn it, this is the worst thing ever." So felt bad yeah, for him.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just you. You forget. I mean, I haven't done a track race in in a million. Sorry, my. Phone thing is triggering off the thing. Um, people are texting me about the steeple thing. It's crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you forget how much when you don't I haven't raced in a long time, but when you're kicking, you you really expend everything. And that was shown with with Keegan. Because I, you know, I think back of obviously lower stakes than this, but like Lopez Lamong kicked a lap early and sprinted all the way, and he was still able to run like a 59 last lap after running, you know, closing. So you thought maybe that could happen with Keegan because Obviously everyone saw it. The announcers were like, "Oh god, they they rang the bell with 800 to go. We can we can tell what's going to happen and what they predicted was exactly what happened." Um but man, he had absolutely nothing after that. So it's too bad for him. Luckily it wasn't the Olympics.
0: Yeah, luckily it wasn't the Olympics. It's like, yeah, if you if you want this to happen, you happen. It's kind of like, you know, you want your marijuana ban to happen in in November, yeah. not in August. So you want the bell lap to be malfunctioning in uh, April and not August. I guess that's how it works. You know, the great oh, the thing about... Inside,
1: the, well, I was just going to say, sorry, the sorry? great thing about the Sha'Carri Richardson ban is now every track and field athlete for sure knows what the ban is for using marijuana. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, and out of competition, I don't think, do they test for marijuana out of competition? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they do, but in competition, they know it's 30 days. So it's like, eh, yeah. in April, you know, maybe it's 420, and a track athlete's like, no, it's on the banned list. Well, it's only a 30-day suspension. I'll only be banned until May. I could use a little break. Just go for it, you know? Anyways.
0: Uh, She carried in order to get her band reduced to 30 days. She had to take class. I wonder like yeah. who else is in that class with her. Like if it's an in-person class and be like, oh Mark yeah, Montgomery. what are you in for? But like, you're like, oh, what are you And Like, oh yeah, my uh, my mom does, or my dad doesn't want me to smoke weed anymore. I'm 16, whatever. He needs, wants me to focus <laughs> on my history class. And Shikari's like, yeah, I'm not going to the Olympics. It's,
1: it's a little, yeah. Wow. It's anyway, tough. Got- That's a,
0: it's a rough crowd. Going down the list, women's steeple, American record attempt almost. Uh, Emma Coburn was in the – she just needed, what, a 70-second last lap to break nine minutes in the steeple. And then she hit that final water barrier, which she normally never does. She's normally pretty good on hitting that final water barrier clean. Reminded me of Evan Jaeger back in 2015 in Paris where he was on pace to break eight minutes in the steeple and hit the final barrier and wasn't able to break that eight-minute barrier. I kind of felt the same way here. Um, Steeple, man, you need everything to go right. You need that perfect pacing, and yeah. you need to feel right in order to get a, a good PB. But Coburn looked good. It makes me think Coburn, while she didn't get what she wanted here, I think Coburn could win the Olympics.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think she should take away more positives than negatives here. I mean, that you compared it to the Evan Jaeger-Paris thing. I mean, that was just a, a straight-up – like uh, clipping of the you know this was a water barrier, so it's obviously a little different. um she was right there neck and neck with Keyang, and I think maybe just tried to get a little you know when you're when you're racing over the final water barrier, it's it just you it it's easy to get greedy because I feel i don't I'm just pulling this out of thin air, but I feel like ninety percent of the time whoever wins whoever's ahead uh over the last water barrier is going to win the race and so they felt like they both knew that and Kurt Coburn tried to get a little edge and may have just jumped I don't know a little early or maybe it was just freak thing and her foot just didn't plant well um but yeah you feel for I mean she still ran 909 and you know she would have said a personal best if that wouldn't have happened I think um so I I truly think she would have won this race because keying I didn't close that well it really wasn't a good lap for, last lap from anybody she didn't close that well I I think Coburn you know who's normally lock solid rock solid over the barriers this was just a rare like one of those like crazy occurrences freak things that usually would never happen uh, previously I can't remember her falling on a barrier so um I think you have to take a lot of confidence obviously you'd take more from a win and an American record she didn't get either of those today but She was up there the whole time and didn't have to, you know, it wasn't a situation where she was like, oh, I have to rally and wait for these women to fall off a fast pace. No, she was up there. I mean, I think she hit three or 2000 meters in six minutes. So on nine minute pace, ready to possibly break nine and get her American record back. Um, But uh, I don't know, just that last little barrier caught her. But yeah, it should definitely take more positives than negatives from this race today.
0: Yeah, I agree with the positives over negatives. My one, the one negative that can come from this race is a mental negative where let's flash forward a month from now, you're in the Olympic final, you're in the same type of position that you were in this race. Maybe there's two others around you. So, you know, you're kind of broken away. You're in that top three. You're going to get a medal and you're going up to the final water barrier again. And you're like 10, 20 meters away from that final water barrier. What is going through your head in that in those three to four seconds before you hit that water barrier? Like, are you replaying this moment from a month prior? Are you able to kind of do you overcompensate because of it? Do you slow up a bit? Do you do you try to yeah over engineer it? Like, do you think that could affect her where she'll kind of have PTSD when she hits that final water barrier? <laughs> Get
1: the the steeple yips uh i don't yeah. i think you know she's a she's a world champion and uh i think no i think she'll take more positives from this knowing she was right there and it was just a freak thing i mean she's solid technician as far as getting over the barriers and usually has no problems um you know it just so happens in domestic races she's always leading at this point she had to do a little bit of the chasing here not that she's for you know foreign to that she's you know, won a couple medals and uh, or has won three medals, excuse me, and uh, you know, been a world champion. So, no, I, she's not going to get psyched out from this. There's no way. There's no way. Um, and you know, I, I, you almost. I mean, if you wanted to have rose rose colored glasses, rose tinted glasses, you could. I, I, I would be willing to hear the argument that she's the Olympic favorite based on experience, not based on PBs, obviously. But when you talk about Kipkoech, the world record holder being nowhere in I mean, nowhere near that 844 shape. She was second today, but that was because Coburn fell. Um, you know, I, I could hear an argument that that Coburn is is the favorite. I mean, I think, you know, most people would say it's Key Yang, but I think Coburn was gonna beat her today, if not for that fall. So given her experience and you know, now she'll have maybe a little chip on her shoulder. I don't think that barrier falling is gonna psych her out at all. Uh yeah, gold is still very much in the in the realm of possibility, and much better shot than she had in 2019. Obviously, when Kea, or excuse me, when Chip Kovic was on a different level. So Coburn, once again, I gotta say, just has to be feeling good about herself. Other than you know, just that slight issue.
0: Yeah, if betting's legal where you're at, you should definitely put some money on Coburn because you'll make a lot. Because- you think? She's going to be underrated going into this. They'll like, oh, nine oh nine season best or whatever she or season best nine oh eight season best, and you see, oh, nine oh three from Kiang. There's no way Coburn's going to be there. It's like, yeah, well, did you watch Monaco? She's about to beat her. Yeah, and then just a freak thing yeah. happened. So, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, Coburn we'll is see. the favorite. I'm I'm willing to declare it really? now. Official, Coburn favorite. It's it's tough. I. It...
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Chepkoech made. She could gain some, you know, enough fitness to where she's back to some, you know, she doesn't have to be in eight forty four shape to to win gold. Um, that is Chepkoech. You know, if she can get in the eight fifty range fitness, I think she can probably outrun everybody. But you know, I don't think there's enough time between now and the steeple final until then. So, I, I'm I'm still leaning towards Keying, but um. But yeah, I I can understand that. Like I said, I can understand the 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 argument for for Coburn.
0: Men's hundred. This was kind of surprise of the meet, but I feel like I know what happened. Men's hundred. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Baker takes the win in nine ninety one. Trayvon Bromell, who had been undefeated up to this point ten and zero, runs ten oh one, to get fifth. He loses to Andre De Grasse. He got fourth. Lamont. Jacobs, who gets third. Uh, Simbeni, who runs 998, gets second. Simbeni, who ran 985 a few week, uh, a few days ago. But if you watch... So this race had a false start, and then they got called yeah. back. And if you watch this race through, I was watching it live, and I could have sworn on the second you know, gun going off after the false start, the second time they, they lined up. I thought I heard a, a second gun Maybe it was like an yeah. echo or something. And when I heard what I thought was the second gun, I saw Trayvon Bromel like kind of like stand up a bit and have like a little bit of a a movement, like a kind of like a a flinch. This is like ten met- five or ten meters into the race. And you saw Otto Bolden or heard Otto Bolden say, like, Oh, Trayvon Bomel like had a little hip, yip like a little yip in his step or something like that. And I was like, Yeah, he did that because he thought they called it off again. And then, and then, after that, it was over. And Baker, who's one of the best in the field, was able to pull away. But I think this is pure. I think Barmel purely got fifth in this race because of him thinking there was uh, a second false start. Yeah,
1: um, I didn't see it as that. I'm not saying I, that you were wrong as far as a a a uh, like that he was maybe gathering himself for another false start. I did hear that that like that echo either echo or the gunner i i thought you're the same thing i thought the race was going to be called back again in general when there's a false start things kind of can get a little wacky what i saw though from brummel, brummel was it looked like his foot or his spike got caught during his drive phase so it looked like he tripped a little bit to me but maybe you're right and 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 it was like a him slowing down to think it was a another false start to me my eyes i it looked like he, his spike got caught and then so he he stumbled a little bit in any case, I, you know, I guess it puts a little bit of doubt on Brumel, but I would still, you know, we're speaking of results, these results with Coburn, how they applied to the Olympics. I don't think this is indicative of what's going to go down uh, in Tokyo at all. Um, I know this is Brumel's first loss, but you talk about the false start and then whatever the issue was next, whether he thought it was another gun or if his spike got caught um he's he's still the favorite he should still be the favorite here um i think it was a you know he he doesn't have to get a fantastic start but to get this bad of a start it, it was it was too much to overcome he also shut it down a little bit at the line he wouldn't have yeah. won don't get me wrong it's not like he quit but you know he may have lost a place there for a second it, it just was It's just one of those races for Brumel. You just, you know, you crumple it up and throw it in the trash. There was just a lot that didn't go his way there. Um, And uh, so he's still the only 9-7 guy in the field, or the guy who's going to be able to run 9-7 in the final. I think Otto Bolden said it. If it's a 9-7 race, he's the only guy who's going to win at Tokyo. If he gets in the 9-9, so it's it's really anybody's race. So uh, I think this is one bad race of the year, and I think everything else is going to be good.
0: Yeah, and big ups again to Baker, not to undermine what he did winning this race is clearly shows that he is one of the favorites to get a medal. Um, I think yeah. his ceiling is gold, provided Brumel has a bad race, but I feel like his floor is now like maybe bronze. I feel like he's showing that, hey, I'm going to be top three no matter what happens. I'm going to show up. I'm experienced I've been through this game a lot. It may be my first Olympics, but like my my floor is is bronze. My ceiling is gold, provided Bromel is a bad race, but my floor is bronze. yeah
1: I'm gonna tell you if this if something like this happens in the Olympic final, I'm going to be very disappointed with the men's hundred. I know that's an obvious statement, but when you look back on the possibilities that we could have had Christian Coleman running. You know, in the nine sevens, winning the world, coming off winning the world title, we could have had Noah Lyles in the form in the hundred that he was in 2019 to go from that to basically a uh, uh, a slug out nine nine race. That's going to be really disappointing. Yeah. I don't think it'll be like that. Basically, Bramell has to know all. I need to do is be good, and I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win the Olympic gold medal if I have a really bad day. That's the only way somebody else is going to win. Today was a really bad day. Um, and I'm hoping for more excitement out of the men's 100 because today's race was a dud. And not just because Ronnie Baker is kind of a quiet guy and, and you know, he's not the flashiest dude. And so I, it's not that I didn't want him to win and nothing like that. But 991 in this, in this field with the way Brummel's running is, is considered a dud, so.
0: Yeah, and I also think the odds of a USA sweep at first it looked pretty good with the way Curly looked in uh, in Eugene, but Yeah, you know some Simbene is now look good back to back races. I think it's gonna be hard for USA right. to go one, two, three. I do think some ben could pick up just that big three.
1: I know Curly I made the team. I listen, I obviously Curly disproved some some people and by making the hundred team and you know, finishing fourth or whatever it was in the two hundred. And he had, I'm in Taylor, Texas, right now. His hometown. He's got a billboard out near the high school. I was very impressed by that. Awesome for him. I still don't get why he's running the hundred right now. I, I just don't. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, and he'll and he'll, you know, uh, he'll win a medal. But uh, he's an answer right for curly today. What? Ten, yeah, he, he wrote greatness. greatness. I get it, man. From one Taylor, Taylor, Texas resident to another, I, 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 I admire. His boldness, but today I see him, and I don't see somebody who's got. He doesn't look. He didn't run like a medalist today, and uh I just the four hundred. I mean, Michael Norman right now is getting beat by Bryce dedman Like, come on, dude, Fred Curley. I think you missed your. I think you missed a chance for Olympic gold, bud, by by choosing choosing the hundred and not the four. Uh, Maybe he's been run. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's seen seen something in practice in his four hundred that he doesn't like. But when you're talking about you know the the reigning Olympic champions probably never going to be himself ever again. Michael Norman, like I said, just got beat by Bryce Dedman. and you know uh, Stephen Gardner's good, but he's not he's not like you know a super duper star at, at any rate. I just I don't know I don't know why why Fred Curley's messing around getting sixth in the in the Monaco Hundred when he could have been a fa- uh, you know gold medal factor in the four. I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean. You could argue his ceiling in the hundred is silver, right? With Bromel getting that one, man, he probably won't. He's not meet. getting silver. I, I, so like, I mean, I think I hope if, he makes if the final. Fred Curley runs. If Fred Curley runs like the way he did at the trials, and has a little bit of an improvement from that. You could get silver in Tokyo. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he I, ran I, nine I, eight. Okay.
1: sure so. enough, he ran nine eight. Fair enough. You're right. You're right. I. It just today's. I, did they slow down the track? I just the 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 false start must have just screwed everyone up because there's no reason you should go from running as fast as they did in Eugene and then running as slow as they did today. Now maybe you say okay they were kind of peaked for the trials, fine, and maybe it's the jet lag coming over. But I don't know, man today's Hunter was so disappointing.
0: I, I think it's also disappointing. They I mean, a lot of times these Diamond League sprint events are not especially short sprint, aren't as good because there's no like first round, second round, like where a lot of times it's semifinals, finals, yeah, where you have like, all right, yeah, you I ran my race, I got yeah. the nerves out, I'm ready to go hour later to, to really let it loose. And I think that's- It's kind of wild how that works. A, a
1: you wouldn't think yeah. that's how that would work, but it, you no, you're right. I mean, that's why, you know, sprinters, you see the world records so often At the games or at the world championships, it's like they need the rounds to really be fully locked in. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, maybe Curly will prove me wrong. You know, they'll have it, they'll have a hundred like this again, and then he'll run uh, uh, like today and he'll run 985 and win the gold medal. And I'll I'll be the big, I'll be the town idiot of Taylor, Texas when he has a, a parade here. But I don't know. Today, not so encouraging for him in the hundred.
0: Talk a little bit about the men's and women's 800 on the men's side. Nigel Amos is back. I mean, he's, this guy was a teenager back all the way in 2012 when he's going up against Rudisha, and now he's still back in that sub 143 form, runs 142.91. Career was right there with him, shows he's back in the good form, 143. Murphy, all the way back, 144, still runs a, a solid time, and Hopple, 147, kind of finished dead last. Murphy, man, like... This guy's interesting. I mean, he looked like, you know, world beater in that Olympic trials. And then he has back-to-back kind of duds in these two European races that he's run. And I get it. I get it. It's not that big of a deal. But I think Murphy legitimately does not care about these races. He's tweeted it himself. He tweeted, the only thing that matters is the Olympic trials. It doesn't matter whether you're running 150 or 142 when getting first or dead last. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but uh, what are your, what's your reaction to Murphy coming off of a 143 beating a, a good mm-hmm. field in the, in the U.S. to now having back-to-back, like, subpar races? I mean, he ran fast here, but he got beat by yeah. six other guys.
1: My reaction with Murphy is that he's one of the best round runners in the world. He yeah. is going to be much better when it comes to rounds. He benefits just like Nick Simmons used to. This guy benefits from 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 rounds for sure. And I think he's even he it even helps his fitness to even, you know, run. Everybody was running fast in at, at Hayward Field. Um, so he may be, you know, a little flat coming off that. We don't I, I I've been a little confused with what his health was. He said, you know, he's talked about like how he almost didn't run the trials after tweaking his hammy, and then he comes out and dominates the trials and and then is right back to racing. So I was kind of confused, like, okay, you said you were like almost hurt to where you didn't race the trials, but then you win the trials and then very quickly start racing again. So it's like, I don't really understand. But if he's obviously, if he's racing now, he should be healthy. Um, I'm not worried about the, the times or performances right now because this guy is a rounds guy. I guarantee you the six guys finished ahead of him today. One, maybe more of those guys won't even make the final. I mean, that's how tough things are. I always have confidence that yeah. Murphy's going to make the final. Um, but it is uh, just in a vacuum today. Yeah, not not great. We have a guy who, you know, last year, Monaco, winner, Donovan Brazier, not here, didn't make the team, hurt. Uh, Hopple, I believe, was like second there, dead last today, uh, just a really bad one from him. And then Murphy, seventh. Um, I think the americans will fare much better than this when we get to tokyo but holy cow it is yeah not a not a good day for for the usa as far as a, I i think coming into the year we're like oh my god this is our event now hopple's on the come up murphy's a med- medalist we got the reigning world champion and then all of a sudden we don't have the world champion and then and then you know who knows what's going to happen when we get to the olympic games with um with hopple and murphy who who really i think both guys um are are need the rounds to be at their best. Um but yeah, we'll see with Amos. I mean, this is Amos's MO, right? It's win Monaco, run fast at Monaco and then either you know, in 2019 get hurt before before Worlds or uh you know, not perform up to his best when it comes to that. So we'll see. Amos could win could dominate the Olympic games or he could like miss the final. So you never know. And then your guy career right there, Mr. 400 800 himself uh talk about he is the probably the only 140, 141 man in history or wait no he's like a 142 o guy um or is he a 141 guy I can't remember but in any case he's like the most anonymous and forgettable like super fast dude in the world we just kind of forget he I know you don't but you forget about him right um cuz he's had his own issues at at the uh at the championship events but man career was right there today uh, so watch out for him as well. I mean, eight hundred is just such a crapshoot. You obviously Radisha's not there anymore. Uh, Brazier's hurt. Didn't didn't finish top three of the trials. It you can There's no favorites. You can't pick a favorite right you think now. We'll, you can't pick Amos. He's so d- spotty in 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 championship races. There's no favorite right now.
0: Do you think it'll be like 2017 or like boss one? Pierre Well like, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, for the sake of the event, I hope it's not like a random. I don't. I really don't like when like a random person wins World's or the Olympic Games, where it's just like this is not. I like when a person who's indicative of like I like when everyone performs up to their best and the best person overall wins. I'm not doubting saying Pierre, my man from France, wasn't a good runner, but you know where has he been since? It's just like you know we have these flash in the pan people, and the 800 deserves better than that and we're looking for the heir apparent to to David Radisha. We thought we had it in Brazier. Now we're not going to have it this year because of that, because of an injury. Maybe Amos can finally I mean this is Amos's moment. If it's not this year, then it's never for him. Then he's just got that 2012 medal to to lean back on from when he was 18 or 19 because oh my god, a giant door has been swung open for him with the with uh yeah. with Brazier not being there. So this is his time. He's he's got to do it. He's a you know, he's a 141 dude. It, it it is his time to win an Olympic gold medal.
0: Yeah. I still, th- I think Brazier is the heir apparent to Rudisha. We just have to wait an extra year because he's going to dominate the next four cycles. It's just injury. Um, But yeah, your take on Murphy though, I think is perfect. He is better in rounds. I think. Oh, no, for sure. We just, we're seeing that we're better in rounds. He's going to be the freshest guy in a final because he, the amount that puts in his legs compared to his competitors, it's very different. And I think that shows he looked most fresh in that final 150 at the trials. He looked like he was accelerating. Everyone else looked like they were falling apart. And I think we might see that again, where Amos and Korea and all these guys and AROPs, they're going to look good in these one-off races But when it comes to the third round at the Olympics. Murphy just needs to make sure... Murphy knows he's going to be able to make up maybe... Five to 10 meters on anybody in the final 150. So he says to make sure, maybe final 200, five to no, five to 10 meters in a final 250. He says to make sure he's within five to 10 meters of the leaders with 250 to go. And he knows he can kind of close that in this race. He doesn't need to worry about it. So, uh, women's yeah. eight I'm going long here. Uh, Laura Muir, who's not running the 800, wins in 156. Kate Grace, though, I kind of want to focus on, uh, Kate Grace, one fifty-seven point two. Travis, if you could bring up Kate Grace's uh, World Athletics page, I want to show that. But
1: one fifty-seven point two here. for
0: Kate Grace gets. I know he, he's got go. it. He, he's he's the king. Boom. Well, season's top list. He's gonna click on it. Boom. Female. Look at, <sighs> people. Are, show this live. Show this live, Elon. They're, they're going through it. There we go. Kate Grace, number seven. She's number seven. Click on that right there. Got it. So if you look at her uh, her season's results, she used 202, 159 a couple times. But look at her trials, three trials races compared to the past three races. She ran two flat, one fifty nine, one fifty nine, and gets seventh. And then she goes to Europe. She runs 157.6, 157.3, and now one fifty seven point two. Yeah.
1: This is like this one is of the best, incredible like, yeah. performance. Like three,
0: yeah. three performances one can have after coming off of a not making a team. It's incredible for an American, at least.
1: I've, I i do not know her mindset, but maybe somebody who's running pissed off about her finish in the at the Olympic trials and is like, I'm ready to do some damage now, and that's how she's performing. So yeah. Credit to her, Uh, did not imagine after how she finished the trials that this was she'd go on a 157 streak and three in a row personal best. But you know she won the trial, although the trials in 16 were wild. But she did win the trials in in uh, 2016 and made the Olympic finals. So we we know she's capable of stuff. I've known she's capable of this. Um, Good on her for doing this. I mean, it does make it uh, a little bittersweet when you're like, dang, I'm this fit right now. I'm fit enough to. Challenge for a medal and i'm just not on the u.s team you know it's it's tough but this is as good as you could hope for and you hope to see her continue to do well after after missing the team that said today's race obviously let's have it with a major caveat when you talk about no a mo no uh ajay wilson and no raven rogers i mean it's kind of a abbreviated women's yeah. 1800 you had ghoul you had rose almanza and uh you know uh I know the two Brits, I don't know what, I imagine Laura Mir is going to run the 1500. I don't know if she's entered in the eight. I don't know yeah. with Riki as well. I I imagine Muir is not going to be in the eight out at at uh, the Olympic Games. So really this this race, you can kind of almost throw it away as well because who, who either who wasn't there or who's not, who's going to run another event with Laura Muir winning. I mean, great running 156, both her and Riki, I think ran 156, which is outstanding, but this race not at all indicative, obviously, of what's going to happen in Tokyo.
0: Yeah, and Kate Grace moving up those that chart. She's now seventh all time in the U.S. Uh, just point sixteen away from sixth, working her way up. Mm-hmm. Thing Mo though second right now. I think she's. I think she's, she's gonna. I think a Thing Mo gonna
1: kick the ball way down the road for, yeah. for <laughs> the American record this year. That's just. I just have that feeling.
0: The thing Mo was born after the Backstreet Boys became unpopular. Not wild. Like
1: <laughs> they haven't been cool that's since how That's, that's how young she is. Maybe she, 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 ended she wasn't their around when
0: she ended their yeah. popularity. That's what I have to say about that. Uh final two events. Pretty young. kinda Warholm wins again. We were supposed to see Warhol Warholm versus Benjamin, but Benjamin didn't show up. Uh decided to stay home at the States and Miller. Weibo runs 22-2 to beat Tulu. Um I guess it's talk a little bit about this women's 200. We're not talking about Worm because we talk about warm all the time. Women's 200. Who is the favorite in the women's 200? Yeah.
1: I, think, I think it's Gabby Thomas. Is it? Yeah, it should be Gabby Thomas. Yeah, I, I, she was on. I mean, you're talking about running 21-6. Uh, i know that track was fast and i know she doesn't have that experience um i i think it's gabby thomas i i would feel pretty confident putting some cash down on gabby thomas right now i think she's on a whole different level this race was such a dud today i i like i don't know what why it was so slow why monaco did they put syrup on the track like i just so many races were slow today i don't know like i i I honestly am like a a little that's kind of why i came on saying i was disappointed like the distance races were fine and but the sprint races were so slow like 22 23 what what place would that have been at the trials like seventh. i mean i forget where where everything was but like that time is so slow based on what we saw in eugene and and i know it's a different race um but Yes, I know Thomas has given up tons of experience, but if this is what a field of Miller, Weibo, Talu, Fraser Price is going to put down, Kambunji, who's a medalist, um, I, I haven't
0: seen anything close to as good as,
1: as what Gabby Thomas has done. I think she's the favorite. Okay.
0: okay, first of all, one thing I've learned after you know analyzing these sprinter events over the past few years is that like you got to look past the times. Like, Yes, you're like, whew. Well, Gabby Thomas runs 21-6. She beats this field by almost a full second. You know, and when you look at Gabby Thomas's resume, her resume is just a time. It's not a resume of beating miller Weibo, of beating Fraser Price, of beating Thompson, of beating Talu. That's why I'm starting to think that, like, maybe low-key miller Weibo should be the favorite due to her experience and that she is collecting some wins against some more impressive individuals versus Gabby Thomas, who has an impressive win against the clock. But also that she, her, she has impressive. win. I mean, she beat, who got uh Neva battle to like, Pernini, battle, they're yeah. great, but like we are, we're kind of putting some rose colored glasses on our own trials and justifiably because they ran a fast time. But has Gabby Thomas race Miller Weibo this year? Or Shelly and Fraser I Rice, I, Gabby Thomas's situation Taylor has been weird because Thompson? last
1: year you remember she meant she had that like suspension for a little bit. Obviously last year was mostly lost to the pandemic, but she had that like whereabouts confusion last year and she wasn't a top tier athlete back in 2019. So this is Gabby Thomas's really coming out party. So no she hasn't I just think back up okay Miller Weibo wins today historically you know I know she's she won the Olympic gold in the 400 in 2016 but in other times you know she's she hasn't she always hasn't always lived up to the hype in in uh championship races she ran fast in Doha but got second I just think Thomas is she's clearly in her best event Miller Weibo's best event maybe the 400 she's not even running that at the at the Olympic Games uh, you've got Sonya, or Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, clearly better in the in the 100. I, I just look at it as Gabby Thomas, a 200-meter runner, for sure. And she's running 21-6. Yes, she's unproven, but she's also an NCAA champion, a U.S. champion. I, I know the Olympics are a different beast, but I, I just, I don't know. I I, I think... If she can just stay in her lane, obviously a big cliche, she should beat everyone. I think she's way fitter than anyone else in the two right now. Um, she's given up tons of this, experience. But I think she's if gonna you
0: look at this yeah. If you look at this screen right now, Shelly and Fraser Pice ran 2179 at the Jamaica Trials. Yeah. And she just got beat by two athletes in uh Tulu yeah, and um, Miller Weibo.
1: Like,
0: I just think that we may be kinda like I'm gonna say this. I have a feeling that I could see Gabby Thomas sing I could see I'm not gonna predict this right now, but I'm going to kind of uh, we'll see. Here it is. I'm I'm making a prediction. Here, you ready for it? I think
1: Yeah, I'm ready for your prediction. A Jamaican,
0: either Jackson or Fraser Price wins a two hundred. I think Miller Weibo gets second. I think Gabby Thomas gets third.
1: Okay. Gabby Thomas third. Well, Man, I will be surprised if that is the result that happens. I, I didn't. I don't think you go from running twenty one six to running uh, to getting bronze. But you know, experience matters. Um,
0: well, can you see Shelly and uh, Fraser Price going from running twenty one seven to getting third in this Monaco race? Because that's what happened
1: yeah um she here's the thing though fraser price also like had a bad hundred a couple days ago if i'm not mistaken i'd I'd have to know exactly what it was but you know one shelly and fraser price more of a hundred runner but fraser price uh had a had a pretty rough race recently in the hundred so maybe something i'm not saying she's injured or that she suddenly lost fitness but uh, I don't think it's just we can obviously use the transitive property to talk about look at Shelly and Fraser Price, what she's run, and then now look at where she's finishing to suggest that that would necessarily happen with uh, with um, with Gabby Thomas. So um, now that we've got it on the background, yeah, that she ran, they ran this race, uh, and she got second for Fraser Price. There we see it to uh, her countrywoman Thompson um and she still ran in the 10 eights that is shelly and Fraser price so it wasn't a horrible race but you know Fraser price we're used to seeing her in the 10 sevens um so maybe not just maybe it's not quite there right now maybe that was the story today i i you know it, it could be it, it is always a challenge after you get up for the trials um to come back and go to the olympics and still be on that same form we've seen that with the you know a similar circumstance with the ncaa athletes. They go to NCAA's, run these crazy world class times, and then they fall flat at the trials. I think of uh, who was the the young woman who won the hundred and the two at at NCAA's from North Carolina AT. Uh, You know, Sturgis. she fell flat. Sturgis, Cambry Sturgis, like a clear favorite to make the team in in the two, and then you know, d- d- I think doesn't even make the final in the one, and then and is is has a rough day in the two so like it can be tough to carry that fitness um so i can see that for gabby thomas but um i don't know i i I think i i i'm just she's just at a such a high such a different level with this new coaching now that she's under um uh the coach tanya bailey buford in in texas i just i don't know i think she's on a different level and I, i i i think she's Things are looking good for her based on today's result.
0: I think there's a chance Gabby Thomas could be the equivalent of a 12 and 0 Boise State team that wins every game by 40 points. They're 12 and 0. Wow! And they're about to go to a bowl game and go up against a 10 and 2 Alabama. You now can't they could hide win. like
1: that in track, though. Yeah, but you, you know, can't know, hide. You, I mean, the times are the times.
0: Yeah, Times out of times, but not, not always. Times aren't always times. People have yeah. one-off performances all the time. You see people who, who, with the better season's best lose all the, t- all the time to so someone with the uh, uh, inferior season's best. I just think that, I one, I wish she was in this race because she was supposed to be in this race, and she isn't. So I'm guessing she's making the same decision like, hey, stay home, don't travel, G- keep the legs as fresh as possible. Which I respect. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything nefarious or anything like, oh, trying to dodge competition or anything like that. But I do think her resume is perfect, but also not. There's not a lot of individuals that she's beat. She has a lot of good times, mm-hmm. not necessarily good individuals. And I think in sprinting, it's not just about time. You guys show that you can. You guys show that mm-hmm. you can beat someone in a slow race, or you know. So again, I think Gabby Thomas I want her 200. to win as an American. Yeah, tactical 200. I want her to win as an American, but taking away that bias, the American bias, I do think it's... We shouldn't be overlooking these established bets like Miller-Webo, Frazier-Price, Thompson-Hurrah. Yeah, no. yeah. That's all I got to say.
1: It's going to be a good good women's 200. I know a lot of people are saying it. Um, I'm excited for that. Listen, there needs to be... Uh, I think a young American star will emerge in the flat sprints uh, at, the, at the Olympic Games. Obviously we thought it was gonna be Shakari Richardson, not gonna be that case. Perfect opportunity for, for Gabby Thomas uh, to, to kind of steal the show as far as the US women's sprints are concerned. Um, I know McLaughlin is gonna be holding it down in the hurdles uh, as far as the young star, but I, I think Thomas is ready to take some of that, that spotlight that, that Richardson would have had. And I think she's, I, don't, I, I just really think she's ready for the moment. The times were so good That I don't, I'm not worried necessarily about who she has or has not beaten.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Last topic, want to talk about news hit either yesterday or two days ago that we knew that they weren't letting um, international fans come to the Olympics, that it was just going to be local Japanese fans in the Olympic venues. But now we found out that they are not going to even allow local fans in, meaning we're going to have it's going to feel like the 2020 NBA bubble type uh, atmosphere for Mm -hmm. these Olympic games. No fans in the stadiums. It kind of sucks for the athletes, right? We have feel like we're kind of on the right side of like getting behind this whole pandemic things. Things are opening up. People getting vaccinated. Not in Japan. Not Not in Japan. You know, there is that vibe here in America, at least that like things are starting to open up and there's not skyrocketing deaths because people are getting vaccinated and, it's going in the right direction. So you would yeah. think that like this, uh, this, you just assumed, I guess, that Tokyo was in that same situation. Um, and then now for it to be told like, no, we're not doing that. It's kind of like, ah, oh, man, you want that environment. What was your for reaction sure. to now realizing that they're going to be kind of running track and field on a sound stage in a way? Yeah.
1: Uh, It's a bummer, obviously, for the athletes. For me, watching from home, it doesn't really matter, uh, right? But um, I think we could sort of see this coming. There have literally been protesters in Japan not wanting the Olympics to happen. There's been some uncertainty. Even in the last month, about whether the games are even going to happen, I think we can safely say now that we're in July, the Olympics are going to happen. I think Japan at this point kind of wishes they weren't going to happen. You had the emperor literally come out recently and say the game shouldn't be there, doesn't want them to be there. You know, they uh, say what you will about the vaccine. You know, the US has had much, much better rates of vaccination than they've had in Japan, whether that's access. Or vaccine hesitancy. I think it's a combination of both, but they've had some issues with the coronavirus that they have ne- that they didn't necessarily have in 2020, at least to, to the level that they're experiencing now. So I understand why they're nervous. Uh, it's a bummer though for the athletes. Um, I think you know the the professional athletes in the U.S. have talked about this year having fans back in the stadium is really helpful, and I think with track, you know, especially feeling that adrenaline, um, it, it's conducive to good performance and uh i did joke at the beginning like oh it doesn't matter for me i'm watching at home it, it, it's a bummer as far as fan even what you know not having any crowd noise um is even if it's pumped in i mean honestly it's it's gonna be a little like traumatic to like have pumped if they do this like the pumped in crowd noise like that was such a 2020 thing that i never want to relive yep. ever again like the thought of having to do cardboard cutouts and pumped in fan noise is just like is too much for me to even think about right now um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough for the athletes. I get why they're, they're doing it because they're just having an outbreak, but, um, God, man, uh, I wish they could have figured something else out. Um, and either got their got vaccinated or, or I don't know, just not had the situation. Um, I do think there. This is to get it on a, on a medical side, which I am admittedly not knowledgeable. But I've heard that there there's some pretty serious vaccine hesitancy in Japan, so it may have been some of the issues they're having there. Um, but uh, it is uh, nonetheless disappointing for the athletes.
0: Yeah, it's it's just also weird. Like we're watching the NBA finals, and you're seeing all these videos of like crazy fans from. Phoenix like haven't joined the moment, right? And we're just seeing it yeah. feels like sports are kind of back, right? At least from our perspective of seeing, you know, the Phillies beat the Cubs three out of four times. Uh and sorry, I just had to throw that in. There. <laughs> uh, no, but, it's, uh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like just in general, like it's gonna be it's gonna be weird because we're gonna be like I think a lot of people, at least American fans, are gonna watch and be like, wait, this is we're still I thought this was over. Like, it's going to be that. It's gonna, yeah. Like, think about the basketball players, right? Team, the, the team USA basketball yeah. team, right? They did the whole bubble thing, right? And then they did, all right, we can play in our, in our stadiums, but just empty, right? Which is like media or whatever. And then as the season went on, they were like, ooh, half capacity. And then the playoffs happened and they went full capacity. So they saw it go from nobody allowed in to just a little bit to the half. They saw it like slowly open up. And now they're getting to what could be one of the more memorable moments outside of their, an NBA-winning team. They're like, all oh, right, I'm going to represent Team USA. Yeah. Now it's going back to like, wait, I'm in the bubble all over again. It's going to be a little kind of twilight zone for some of these athletes who feel like they got on the other side of it and now are going back. It's like full circle. They literally went around the, country, around the world and back where they started
1: yeah i you're i didn't think of it like that but the the bubble may be (laughs) traumatic for some of those nba players i don't know who all's going i know zach Levine from the bulls that's it but you know if any of the heat or the lakers players are going and and who had to spend like four months in the bubble uh it it may be a little haunting for them but uh yeah yeah, it's a it's a bummer i mean i I don't know man it's i think it's going to be obviously the news registered quite a bit but i think it'll really hit most of the world when they're actually watching the Olympics. And that's where you'll see it pop up on Twitter. Like, there's no fans. What's going on? You know, Uh, people just don't. We've kind of experienced a lot of that. People watching track, you know, like that every four year cycle. We've seen that this year. People like talking about all these quirks that come with track and field. And they're like tweeting about them, like, "What's what? Why are they do this?" And we're like, "Yeah, I don't know. This this has been going this way for a while. So that may happen with the Olympics when people realize when they're watching at home that there's no fans. It's going to be a little odd, but at least they're having yeah, the game. Like, I was a little worried that they were going to cancel them for a, or you know, just full on cancel them this time. So at least we're going to have an Olympics finally.
0: Yeah, I I never thought they were going to cancel them. I think there's protests for every Olympics, right? There's people. Don't yeah. bring the Olympics to Rio. Don't bring the Olympics to here or there. Like I do yeah. think we are kind of getting to a point though that the Olympics may need a kind of transition into like a cyclical venue where like all right, these four yeah, cities think? host it every <laughs> every four years, right? And just start oh, building
1: billions of dollars of new stadiums, not a good idea in random cities around yeah. the world. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, well, they just they'd go seen, empty you know, immediately like,
1: after. Yeah,
0: because you know, like, say we were in that system, right, where it was like yeah. for like they're like they're either always going to either be in London, L.A., Australia, or I don't know wherever another good venue host, and we'd be in a situation. I think they would be Alicur. like, "Hey, we'll move it yeah. to a, a different country. We can just move it right because." We, we already yeah. have the foundation. We're just moving offices. But because all the time energy is spent on building up Tokyo 2020, they spent so much time building up Tokyo 2020 that they refused to call it Tokyo 2021. Like, okay, guys, we, it's not yeah. 2020 right now. It's 20, 2020 isn't the number of games it's been. It's, it's the year it's in. So it's not like it's the and 20th Tokyo Games. It's the whatever. So anyway. No, they're here or there. I it was a I, that It's the twenty twenty-one Olympics.
1: The Euro soccer ter- soccer tournament is the same. They're still calling it twenty twenty. And I think back to the cross country championships in March. It was twenty twenty. It's like I I can't deal with this. I'm I'm way too like details for focused. Like this isn't this doesn't work for me. I don't care when the event exactly. was supposed to be taking place. I don't care if you spent ten million dollars on Tokyo twenty twenty signs. Get new signs. Like I just. <laughs> It just, it's just—it's too much for me, so I agree. Yeah.
0: So anyway, but yeah, at least the games, like you said, are happening, which is great. No fans sucks, uh, but hey, we have high quality HD, 4K televisions, so we should be able to still enjoy the Olympic Games. Lincoln, there go. I appreciate you. I appreciate Absolutely. joining the pod. We went lot. We went long, almost an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we can talk to you again, bring you on. Maybe it's during the Olympics. If you're watching it, we should have some good all chats, kind of react to some of the crazy races.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, just tell me when.
0: Yeah. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate high. I don't know all that stuff you do on the internet, but we'll be back. We probably (laughs) won't go live next week. We'll probably do three uh, interview podcasts next week. But then Kevin is back after his two-week paternity leave. And we'll be back live to preview the Olympic Games. Thanks for joining us.